Well, dear God, we just thank you for this evening. Um, God, we just thank you uh, that it is Easter. Uh, God, and we can celebrate your resurrection. Um, God, I just thank you so much for nearly 2,000 years ago. Uh, God, you, you gave your life um, for us, God. Um, paid the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, you shed your blood for us um, so that we and our sins could be forgiven, God. But, but you didn't stop there, God, and, 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 and sin and death could not hold you. Uh, God, but you broke uh, that and you rose again. Uh, God, and through that we have salvation, um, God, and just that, that ultimate gift of grace. Uh, so, God, we just thank you and we praise you for that. God, I just pray that tonight as we look into your word, uh, God, that you just speak to us through your word. Uh, God, that you just reveal uh, stuff to us by your Holy Spirit. Um, God, as we look at the book of Jude and, and as we start wrapping things up uh, in this study, um, God, I just pray that you would speak through me, that none of these would be my words, uh, but God, that they would be from you. God, and that we would just uh, rightfully divide uh, your word. Uh, God, and that we would just learn more uh, and we would apply it to our lives. So we just thank you and we praise you in your son's wonderful and beautiful name, Jesus Christ. And everyone said, amen. amen. Awesome, guys. Turn to Jude with me. And we're going to read um, just one verse. No, I am lying to you. We're going to read two verses. All right, Jude, verse 20 and 21. And they say this. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. All right. Boom. There it is. Jude is saying, these are some things that I want you to do. But before we look at the things that Jude wants us to do, and before we look at what those mean, and why those are important to us. I want us just to do a little bit of a review and go back what we've talked about the last few weeks. Two weeks ago, we looked at Jude and the things that he used to um, remind us and show us examples of things that happened in the past. And we looked at some things through Jude's um, use of descriptions. Um, he, he depicted some things, and we concluded with a deduction from that. And Jude's deduction, Jude's theme was to stay in the love of God. You guys, is this ringing a bell with all of you guys? Staying in the love of God. And we can, we compared that love of God to a campfire. We compared it to staying around it and not wanting to leave it because it gets cold when you're away from the fire. And we, and we looked though, we looked at three different peoples, types of people or legitimate people who left the love of God. Does anyone remember who these people were? Okay, not quite. That was last week. Let's look. The children of Israel who were delivered from Egypt. Okay, so those who were delivered by God. Then we looked at the angels who left their proper domain. Okay, so those who worshipped God. They also left God's love. So those who were delivered and those who worshipped God. And then we looked at those who lived in Sodom and Gomorrah. And those were those people who were blessed by God. Because we know Sodom and Gomorrah as a bad place to be. Um, but originally, it was a very fertile land. And it was a great place to grow crops. It was a great place to raise livestock. It was a good place to make a living. It was a blessing from God. 
Okay, so we looked at those three different types of people. Those who were delivered by God, those who worship God, and those uh, who are blessed by God. But all those different types of people, characteristics that we each have, they left the love of God. Not that God stopped loving them, but that they walked away from God's love. They walked away from the fire, okay? And then last week we looked, uh, and the title of our sermon last week was the Trilogy. Um, In the trilogy, we looked at three different ways or three different examples of people that can pull us away from God's love if we go the way that they went. And, And we looked at the way of Cain, and the way of Cain was anger and how anger can pull us away from God's love. If we just let a little grudge fester, it can pull us away from God's love. Then we looked at going the way of Balaam, which was greed, and letting those things of the world, the nice shiny rims, or, 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 or you name it, whatever it is, pull you away from God's love. It can be a distraction. And then lastly, we looked at Korah, and, and the thing uh, that we relate to Korah was envy. and and striving to take someone else's position, trying to step out of where God has put you to take what someone else has. It starts with jealousy, but it grows into envy, and it will destroy you. It will consume you. And we said the envy consumed Korah because guess what? The earth opened up and consumed him. So he was literally consumed by his envy. Okay? So envy can pull us away from God. And, and, and we had a great time uh, at the altar last week. People were coming down uh, and, and being prayed for, and it was awesome. Okay? And hopefully God is continuing to do work in your guys' life. Um, and so if he is, and which I know he is, I want you guys to continue praying about those things uh, and, and to continue being in God's word. And then the next thing I want you guys to continue is to continue being in God's love. So we've looked at people who have left God's love. We've looked at reasons why you can leave God's love. So what can we do to stay in God's love? And that brings us to the title of this week's message, and that is the Trilogy Part 2. Episode 1 of the Trilogy Part 2 is being built up in your faith, building up your most holy faith. Right there. Verse 20, it says this, But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Okay. That is the first step to staying in God's love, is building up your faith. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Okay? And using simple, deductive logic, we can realize, okay, if we have faith, faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes from the word of God, what is the root source to building up our faith? The word of God. Okay? So some things that we can look at are staying in the word of God. Being a student of the word of God. Now most of you guys are all in high school. Am I correct? Yes, you guys are mostly all in high school. And you guys are all students. And that student kind of carries a, a connotation with it. How many of you guys do not like being students? You'd rather not be in school. Yeah, sometimes, some, some of the time. Yeah, being a student's good. Okay? We should always want to learn, but a lot of the times when you're sitting in class, you think to yourself, why am I here? It's nice and sunny outside. I could be playing outside. Okay? That's all good and dandy, but you guys should want to be a student 
of the Word of God. What does that mean? Does that mean um, you have a test and you have a GPA and you have progress reports on your scripture reading? No. Which those things might not be bad. It would be good to test yourself on what you've read, right? If you guys read something, why don't you test yourself on it? What did I learn this whole week? When it comes to being a student, how many of you guys take notes? Okay? Statistically, if you take notes, you have a much better percent chance of remembering what you just heard. That percentage goes up even more if you read your notes just one more time after you hear it or after you read something. So I would encourage you guys, as you're reading your Bibles, which you should do, in my opinion, and I think what, what the Scriptures tell us, daily, as you read your Bible daily, take notes. Look at those notes. Write questions down. What did this mean? What did this verse mean? And go to it and then be a student. Study it. Look at it. See what it means. Okay? I'm trying to encourage you guys here to, to, to read your Bibles and just be students um, and, and, and study the Word of God. Don't just read it to read it and then just set it down. Okay? Read it and actually get something out of it. Because God wants to reveal himself to you through his word. And he will speak to you through his word. Another thing I want you guys to do when it comes to um, building up your faith, being in the word of God, would be to not neglect the study of God's word. Because it, be, it can be very easy at times to, to wake up in the morning and realize, oh my goodness, I slept in ten minutes. I still have to shower. I still have to go eat my breakfast. I have to get my backpack ready. Oh man, I forgot to do my homework the night before. I have to get to school, and you can very easily forget to read your Bible. And then the day goes on, and you stay up late playing video games or watching TV, and then you're like, oh, man, I didn't read my Bible today, but I have to go to sleep because I have to wake up tomorrow to read my Bible. And then you go to sleep, and you wake up the next day, and it's the same routine over and over again, and you can slowly neglect the study of God's Word. Well, I would encourage you guys... One of the ways we can stay in the love of God is to build up our faith. And if building up our faith comes from reading the Word of God, hey, we should be in the Word of God, right? Because as a result, if we are abiding in the Word of God, God's going to abide in us and God is love. So guess what? We're going to be in the love of God. That's kind of what all of 1 John was trying to talk to us about uh, a, a few months ago as we were looking at it. Does, does that, is that kind of ringing a bell with you guys? Yeah, First John was telling us, hey, abide in me, and I will abide in you. The word, okay? Uh, I heard a, I heard a, uh, a quote, and, and I thought it was really good, so I threw it in the PowerPoint, and I threw it in my notes, but it says this, this book will keep you from sin, and sin will keep you from this book. Okay? So what, what's taking the priority in your life? If you are struggling in sin, and you're letting sin get the better of you, that is going to push you away from reading this book. But guess what? The more you read this, the more those sinful desires are going to die off. Maybe it's like a, 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 a sin that's got like a practice or, or, or a habit to it. And there's like specific times that, that maybe you're going to sin. So maybe it's a TV show that you watch that you know is bad. And it comes on at a specific time during the day. A TV show that's not building up but is tearing down. Maybe it's making a mockery of God or, or, or family. 
and, and you know watching that TV show is going to cause you uh, to sin or, or is going to cause you to, um, to think wrong or act wrong, hey, replace that with reading your Bible. Put out that time in your day to read your Bible. Does that make sense? That, that way, when that time of sin will come, you just replace it with God's word, and it'll slowly die off. Okay? Does that sound good? So the first way that we can stay in God's love is to build up our faith. What's the second way that Jude tells us we can? It says this. By praying in the Holy Spirit. Okay? So the second thing we can do to stay in God's love is pray in the Spirit. What does this mean? Um, scripture tells us um, that, that the Holy Spirit will inspire us in our prayers. Uh, I, I would encourage you guys not to pray alone. When I say don't pray alone, I'm not saying don't go off into your closet by yourself. I'm saying do that, but be in the Spirit. You and the Holy Spirit and be praying. And He will inspire you and, and He will help guide your prayers. Okay? So that's one way you can pray in the Spirit. Another way you can pray in the Spirit, we, uh, we, we see it in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, um, that, that when we even don't know what to pray, and we just, we're just groaning. How many of you guys have just sat down in a chair after a very long day of school or of work, and you just sit down in the chair, you're just like, oh, I don't even know. And you sit down to pray, and you just can't pray anything, and you just groan. Have any, am I the only one who's ever done that? I've done that. Yeah, I, I, I see some of you guys have done it too. But guys... Romans chapter 8, verse 26. I'm just going to flip over there real quick because this is some cool stuff. Check this out. It says this. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For when we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Okay, so when we are weak, when we don't want to, to even do anything, the Spirit will work through us. Yes. Romans 8. 26. Okay? So that's another way that, that we can pray in the Spirit. Okay? So, so the Spirit will inspire us. The Spirit will guide us. And the Spirit is also interceding for us. Okay? And then another way uh, we can pray in the Spirit is actually praying in tongues. Okay? And, and, and if you don't know what that is, um, we can talk more after service tonight. But I would direct you to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and that talks a whole lot about um, what it means to pray in tongues and what that is. But what Paul is, is, is getting across is praying in the spirit, praying in tongues is, is your personal prayer language. Okay? You will not understand the words that you're praying. Okay? But it builds up your spirit. And, 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 and there's a war that goes on inside between your mind and your spirit. Because your mind is saying, hey, you don't need to pray in tongues because you have no clue what you're saying. And you just sound goofy. So on the one side, your physical, your flesh, your mind is saying, hey, don't do it. But we are encouraged in scripture to pray in the spirit, pray in tongues, because it will edify your spirit. It will build up your spirit. And I think, I think what Paul is trying to get across here is, is that this is a, is a more personal 
prayer language, and, and he, he encourages very much to pray in your secret life, in your devotional time, in tongues. And, and he, he, does, um, he does say it'll happen in public, um, but what Paul says is, if it happens in public, there has to be these things that follow, or else it's not from God. Okay, there has to be an interpretation, and and, and and so Paul is kind of saying if there are people who don't understand it, or or, or or if there are people who do not understand what's going on when that happens, hey, shy away from it, stick to it in your in your private devotional life, but but stay away from it here because it can cause confusion. But if it's a time and a place and it's from God. There are going to be signs that follow it as well. Okay, does that make sense? If you have any more questions on, on what it means to pray in tongues or any of that, um, I would encourage you to come talk to either me after service or, or talk to Pastor Dave on Sunday, talk to me on Sunday, talk to Pastor Dennis on Sunday. Um, but I would encourage you, like I feel like we're encouraged in Scripture, if you have a prayer language, if you pray in tongues, I would encourage you continue to pray in tongues as you are having your personal devotional time, as you are spending time in prayer with the Lord. And, that, and that's kind of something that I didn't even put in my notes, but, but I just want to hit on it. Another way that we can stay in God's love, we got one, being in His Word. Another is being in prayer. Being in prayer. And, and being in prayer all the time. Okay? So often I think, I think uh, we just pray for, for our food and we say, dear God, thank you for this food. And we say we prayed that day or, or we have a test that comes up and right before we take the test, oh God, please help me remember this. Okay. And those are good. God hears those, but God wants to have a relationship. God wants to be in communication with you. And that happens in prayer. I used the example a while back. If you had a boyfriend or a girlfriend and, and you would call them on the phone, you don't feel obligated to call them. You want to call them. And then you play this game of, of who's going to hang up first because you don't want to stop talking. Okay? We shouldn't feel obligated to pray. We should want to pray. Okay? And we should want to spend that time talking with God. Okay? So that's the second way um, that we can stay in God's love is to pray in the Spirit. So the first was to be building up our faith, and the second is to pray in the Spirit. And the last one, Jude tells us here um, in verse 21, he says this, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Guys, Jude wants to remind us, and he gives us the third way to stay in God's love, is to look forward to Christ's return daily daily. Not just here and there, but guys, look to Christ's return daily. Okay? Jesus said He's coming back. You put your faith in Jesus Christ, you have a hope, and you spend an eternity with Christ. Okay? Now what does this mean to, 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 to wait and to look forward to Christ's return daily? We said it when we were uh, studying um, in Second Peter. We said, hey, live life backwards. Everyone always strives to, what do I got to do here and now to get to heaven? Rather, I know I'm going to heaven, 
Now I live my life. It's kind of a reverse of the way society wants, but live life backwards. Be heaven-minded. Okay? And, and that'll change our perspective on certain things. Okay? If we live every day as if it was our last day, or we live every day as if Christ was going to return that day, there are some things that you would do differently. Right? I know there's things that I do differently. And that's something that I, I constantly have to think of. If Christ came back today, how would I be living different? Or what would I want to accomplish today? And that's a, a mindset and a lifestyle that we are encouraged to live. Live as if this was your last day. Live as if Christ were to return. Who's that friend that you haven't talked to because you said, oh, I'll talk to him tomorrow? Who's that family member you haven't talked to because you said, oh, I'll just talk to him tomorrow? Well, if you lived, if there was going to be no tomorrow, you'd say things. You'd do things. You'd serve more people. You guys kind of tracking with what I'm saying? You might spend a little more time in God's word that morning. You might spend a little more time praying. So if we are to live looking forward to Christ's return, we should change some things about our life, right? Excuses are for the inept. You guys know what that means? That means dumb people make excuses. People who can't think. Okay? And I know every single one of you guys in here, and you guys are all bright. Okay? You guys are all pretty smart. Okay? So why are we making excuses? Why are we making excuses? Andy Pyle, I saw you lift up those light bulbs. That's awesome. That means all of you guys were thinking a good thought. Okay? No, it doesn't. But, guys, why make excuses? Why make reasons why I can do this tomorrow? Okay? Because Christ said, behold, I am coming quickly. He said that over 2,000 years, or, or, or just about 2,000 years ago. Okay? Christ is coming quickly. He's coming soon. I believe Christ is going to come in my lifetime. Okay? How are we living our lives? Are we just passing on with the ease of everyday life? We have our, our little set thing that we do. It's like a roller coaster. It's just the same track every day. We just keep going. Or are we going to step out of our comfort zone, step off that road, step off that track, and do something kingdom-minded? Live as if that was our last day. So I just want to challenge you guys, like we've been challenging uh, you guys week in and week out. Be reading your Bible. Be spending time in prayer. And tell your friends about Jesus. Tell your friends about the hope that you have. Tell your friends, hey, my God's not dead. He rose. Easter isn't about a bunny. Easter's about my God who conquered death, gave us a free gift, and now he lives again and I'm going to spend an eternity with him. That's worth getting excited about. Okay? That's worth getting excited about. People might think you're crazy. Who cares? Jesus said, Blessed are you when you are falsely persecuted for my name's sake. It's not, it's not you they're making fun of. They're making fun of Jesus in you. Okay? 
live a little bit crazy. Because if you're living with heaven as your mindset, you're living backwards, who cares? They're going to be cheering you on up in heaven. They're going to be like, yahoo! Okay? Live backwards. Look forward to Christ's return. Okay? And the last part of this um, is, is the practical nature of this. Um, because these three things that we just looked at, building up our faith, praying in the Spirit, and, and looking forward to Christ's return, bring up three of the most important things that we can get and that we can have in our spiritual life. And that is faith, hope, and love. Okay? Faith, hope, and love. You see, we have the faith. It comes obvious building up our faith. Okay? Being in the Word of God, having that faith. We have the love when we're praying in the Spirit. Okay? The fruit of the Spirit is love. Okay? So if we're in the Spirit, there's going to be love. And then joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, all those, those are just descriptive words of that love. So all those things will follow. Okay, so we have faith and we have love and then we have hope. Okay, and hope is the absolute expectancy of good to come. Okay? So if we are abiding in God's love, we'll operate in faith, hope, and love. Does that sound good? Awesome. Well guys, I told you it was going to be a little bit short tonight, but we're going to pray. But I want you guys to come next week. I want you guys to tell everyone who's not here to come next week as well. Because we're going to finish Jude. we got a little bit of a conclusion thing we're going to do. And then we're just going to have a time of Q&A. Where you guys can just ask questions about Jude. Okay? Does that sound good? Alright. I want you guys to bow your heads and close your eyes. And we're going to pray. Dear God, we just thank you. God, we just thank you so much for your love. God, we thank you that you loved us so much, God. That you sent your only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life, God. God, we're so thankful that while we were still sinners, Christ, you died for us. God, your love is so great. God, we just can't thank you enough for it. And God, I just pray that, that God, as we continue to study your word, um, God, I just pray that we would, we would see how we can, um, God, stay in your love, abide in your love, and not walk away from your love. And God, I just pray that, that, that as we're encouraged um, by Jude, even tonight, God, to, to, to build up our faith, to be in your word. God, I pray that we would be in our word. I pray that we would make it a daily practice. Not something that we have to do, something that we want to do. Something that we get to do. God, we get to spend time with you. So God, I pray that we would not neglect that time in our word. God, I pray that we would pray in the spirit. God, that we would set that time alone where we could just sit down and and we would just plead our hearts out to you, God. And God, when we can't even think of things to say anymore, God, that your Holy Spirit would pray through us. God, you are interceding on our behalf, God. And God, we just thank you for that, God. And I just pray that we would would live in your spirit, God. And that that love would flow out. God, and I pray lastly that we would look forward to your return.
God, that awesome promise that you are coming back. God, I just get goosebumps even saying it. But God, I pray that that would that would not be an excuse just to sit down and wait, but God, it would be an excuse to get out and go change. Change the way we live our lives so that we would live as if you were coming back today. God, that, that, would, that would inspire us to go tell our friends who don't know you, tell our family members who don't know you, tell our, tell, tell our co-workers, God, those who we come in contact, God, that we would go to the highways and the hedges and we would tell the lost that there is hope, that there is a Savior, that my God conquered the grave and he lives again. God, I just pray that as we do that, God, we would just reap the harvest, God. It wouldn't be for us. No glory to us, God. All the glory to you. But God, the people would just come to you. People's lives would be changed. God, people would just fall deeply in love with you. Because God, you are so great. And we just thank you for how great you are, God. God, we just can't even wrap our minds around how great you are, how great your gift of grace is, God, how great your love is for us. So God, we just thank you and we praise you this evening. We just love you, God. We just pray all this in your son's wonderful and beautiful name, Jesus Christ. And everyone said, amen.